back to the Deeper Dive podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church, in a year. Today is day number 303, and we begin with number 2337. Chastity means the successful integration of sexuality within the person and thus the inner unity of man in his bodily and spiritual being. Sexuality, in which man's belonging to the bodily and biological world is expressed, becomes personal and truly human when it is integrated into the relationship of one person to another in the complete and lifelong mutual gift of a man and a woman. The virtue of chastity, therefore, involves the integrity of the person and the integra- <clears throat> integrality of the gift. The chaste person maintains the integrity of the powers of life and love placed in him. This integrity ensures the unity of the person. It is opposed to any behavior that would impair it. It tolerates neither a double life nor duplicity in speech. Chastity includes an apprenticeship in self-mastery, which is a training in human freedom. The alternative is clear. Either man governs his passions and finds peace, or he lets himself be dominated by them and becomes unhappy. Man's dignity, therefore, requires him to act out of conscience and free choice, as moved and drawn in a personal way from within, and not by blind impulses in himself or by mere external constraint. Man gains such dignity when, ridding himself of all slavery to the passions, he presses forward to his goal by freely choosing what is good and, by his diligence and skill, effectively secures for himself the means suited to this end. Whoever wants to remain faithful to his baptismal promises and resist temptations will want to adopt the means for doing so. Self-knowledge, practice of an ascesis um, adapted to the situations that, con- uh, that confront him, obedience to God's commandments, exercise of the moral virtues, and fidelity to prayer. Indeed, it is through chastity that we are gathered together and led back to the unity from which we were fragmented into multiplicity. The virtue of chastity comes under the cardinal virtue of temperance, which seeks to permeate the passions and appetites of the senses with reason. Self-mastery is a long and exacting work. One can never consider it acquired once and for all. It presupposes renewed effort at all stages of life. The effort required can be more intense in certain periods, such as when the personality is being formed during childhood and adolescence. Chastity has laws of growth, which progress through stages marked by imperfection and too often by sin. Man, day by day, builds himself up through his many free decisions, and so he knows, loves, and accomplishes moral good by stages of growth. Chastity represents an eminently personal task. It also involves a cultural effort, for there is an interdependence between personal betterment and the improvement of society. Chastity presupposes respect for the rights of the person, In particular, the right to receive information and an education that respect the moral and spiritual dimensions of human life. Chastity is a moral virtue. It is also a gift from God, a grace, a fruit of spiritual effort. The Holy Spirit enables one whom the water of baptism has regenerated to imitate the purity of Christ. Father Larry. Okay, great. Thanks, Bill. So, you know, I'd uh, like to, uh, right here in 2337, we have the vocation to chastity. The word vocation means a calling, and every human person is called to live chastity, and that's uh, it's expressed differently for a married person than it is for a single person. But uh, Matt Fraud 
uh, he was a famous speaker, uh, does podcasts and writes a lot on this particular issue. Uh, he himself does a lot of work with men and women that have kind of gotten hooked on pornography and how to be set free from this. He defines uh, chastity as, quote, a habit of reverence for oneself and others that enable us to use our sexual powers intelligently in the pursuit of human flourishing and happiness. And it's an interesting way of, of uh, defining it. It's a, a reverence for oneself and others and to use their sexual powers intelligently you know, with the use. And that's basically what, what this chassis means. It's the use of right reason, overcoming the passion, uh, uh, which, uh, which is a strong passion of sexuality that's, is kept within human reason and used properly. Uh, and so the, it's also the, the catechism talks about as being an integration of sexuality within the person. There's a unity between the body and the spiritual being. And what that means is that um, a person has a sort of, with the help of the Holy Spirit, a control of their sexual faculties. It's not that the sex, their sexual um, urges have control of them, but they have a control of, of the powers themselves to be uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the catechism goes on to say towards the end, tying these two, this point together, it's a moral virtue that takes practice, but it's a gift from God. It's a grace and a fruit of spiritual effort. It takes effort to live the sacrament. And I think uh, maybe people could use, maybe have a little effort in this, in this particular area. Um, and I think one of the, uh, the, the points it makes here is that, it says that in uh, 2339, it says that chastity includes an apprenticeship in self-mastery and a training in human freedom. And it says the alternative is clear. Either man governs his passions and finds peace or lets himself be dominated by them and becomes unhappy. And, um, and I, think, I don't think anyone who's, who's sort of prey to uh, a, a sexual addiction says they're necessarily happy. Uh, they will find pleasure, but most people will say it's, it's kind of a, a hellish existence where, you know, probably doing things that are very dangerous, also very, uh, you know, destructive, you know, towards their families and themselves and other people. And um, we see this uh, pretty much all over the place. Right. So there, but there is, it is a, it's, it's a training in human freedom, freedom. And then the catechism basically explains how someone um, is able to live their baptismal promises uh, and follow this call to chastity in two, three, four, zero, and I think this is actually one of the best paragraphs in this section that I think we can go slower into. But it basically says, um, it says the the means of living chastity is number one, self-knowledge. Now, what does that mean? Uh, well, I mean, basically, um, it's just a person knows uh, when they're prey to sexual temptation, what they're, you know, what are the things that, uh, yeah, and, you know, in a sense, they gets gets there gets them going so to speak uh, also sort of emotions that can lead to sexual sin um you know we were taught in the seminary that it was like an acronym to avoid a blast a blast is when someone's bored lazy angry sad or tired uh usually they can their sexual faculties might go out of out of control and they have to, the person has to be a little careful of a blast you know like a lot of times people will f fall prey to temptations against purity when they're in bored or just lonely or just not feeling love, because remember sexuality has to deal with un basically uh, unmet needs. And usually these are emotional needs, right? So uh, to be careful, blast. And, and the second thing it says is to practice excesis. Now what that means is uh, a person who really wants to live holy purity must, has to usually tighten up other muscles uh, 
spiritual muscles in terms of having discipline in other areas. Um, namely, I mean, a person who's like, you know, just eats whatever they want and they watch as much t- television they want and they just sleep as much as they want. They're probably not living a great, uh, probably not checking, you know, uh, they're probably has too much self-control over sexuality either. Uh, and so a person has to be disciplined in other areas and live like sort of a spirit of penance. That means they're able to say no to other passions, namely like food or entertainment uh, at times, you know, so, uh, so that's always helpful. And then the other thing is, is to exercise the moral virtues, right? And I think one of the moral virtues that is, is key with chastity is the virtue of prudence. And what that means is like, you know, um, if a person is, you know, uh, you know, if they're find themselves around a person or a place or a thing that leads them into sexual sin, so you probably should avoid that scenario, right? Uh, I love telling this story. <laughs> I've probably told it a hundred times about um, growing up as a sort of like, I think it was a freshman in high school. My parents would never let us watch rated R movies, especially if there's anything uh, sexual in it. And, um, but uh, so we, I never, I don't think I'd ever been to a rated R movie. And somehow we convinced my parents to let us go, me and my best friend to go see this movie. Uh, it was rated R and, um, and, but the, the, the condition was that we had to, my, uh, my best friend's mother had to go with us. And so we kind of negotiated this and the, I thought, figured, well, let's, let's just go for it. And so her, his mom came and we sat there and a couple of us and our friends at this movie theater and Mrs. Coyne sat there and she's uh, basically knitting a blanket. And we're wondering like, why she's doing that during the movie. And I just, all I remember is during the, the movie, this, uh, this, this scene started to pop up, which was, a little bit sensual, I would say the least. It was more, maybe more than suggestive. And she stood up and, and blocked us with this huge blanket. And everyone behind her started yelling, and we're kind of sliding underneath our seats in embarrassment. And, and they, there's like, women, put that blanket down. And she turns around and tells them, you shouldn't be looking at this either. You know. Now I didn't appreciate it at the time because I felt super uncool, you know, and embarrassed. But I appreciate what she, the lesson learned is like, you know, she was protecting, you know, using virtue of prudence and protecting the senses against uh, images that would have maybe uh, stayed there for years. Right. And so, you know, uh, it's just one of those things is, you know, that we have to exercise the virtue of prudence um, and also fortitude, you know, that there that at times that it could be more difficult than others and just asking for grace. And then finally, um, is that, uh, you know, it says obedience to God's commandments. And, and I think this is important, and we overlook this, is that the moment, like, people kind of justify sexual sin for some reason, as if, like, oh, you know, they'll say things, why does God want to, why, um, you know, uh, why does God care about what happens in the bedroom? Well, it's like, and it's just such kind of a one of those, strange, but people just sort of, look at this uh, particular commandment as something to be overlooked. And um, no, I, I, in order to live the life of purity, we have to be convicted that sexual sin is a sexual sin. And we'll go more into the particulars later. But just, I mean, just because everyone says it's not wrong doesn't mean it's not wrong. And, and finally, fidelity to prayer. You know, I think that fidelity to prayer is, is crucial to live uh, a life of holy purity. And many of the saints would say, especially devotion to the Blessed Mother and things like uh, the prayers of the rosary, and, and also the use of confession uh, is very is, is a huge part in, in living this particular virtue. Um, the other thing, too, I thought was interesting in this particular uh, t- um, section, and I always bring this up, 
is that in 2342, it says that self-mastery in, the, in terms of purity and living chastity is a long and exacting work. And it says one can never consider acquired once and for all. It presupposes renew, renewed effort at all stages of life. So it's not like, you know, I mean, people say, well, I need to grow out of this kind of thing. Eh, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily true. You look at Hugh Hefner. I don't think he ever grew out of it per se, you know, uh, uh, but uh, definitely I think it becomes less of a struggle as people age, but it's, but it's also a thing of the mind too. And it, it just means that, uh, but it's also one of these, these virtues that it doesn't take much to kind of go down the path of sexual sin. It's a long, a very exacting task. Right. And, uh, but also it goes on to say that one thing I think is interesting is that the chastity represents um, it's a personal task, but it's also a cultural effort. And, uh, and I think this is, I think this is one of the problems is like, we live in a, in a society that really thinks that, uh, you know, pornography is fine. It's just an expression. It's like, no, it's, this is really should not be allowed. You know, why do we allow all kinds of, you know, immodest things on, in base? I mean, I think, I can't remember the statistics, but I, I think the percentage of sexual contact on television is like 70, it's like super high of the amount of sexual innuendos and things that are expressed like constantly, which people are subject to. Uh, um, and I think they're, they're really, we've lost a sense of a cultural effort of, of modesty and chastity, but that is something that it, it has to, more than just a personal effort, it has to be a cultural effort. And I think it's because this is an unpopular virtue, I think this is one of the reasons that there's a lot of problems in this particular area, right? And so, you know, once again, this is a, this is a, a beautiful virtue and, um, but it ha- it's, it's also a positive virtue, right? That those, those who live this virtue are able to think well, they're able to treat people with uh, respect. And I, I just remember once, I, I think I was preaching about this and someone gave me a hard time. They're like, well, why don't you talk about feeding the poor and just t- treating people nice? And I'm like, well, uh, I, I, well, I said, my argument is if you're, you know, if you're, if you're like, you know, using someone sexually, you're probably not feeding the poor either. I don't, <laughs> maybe you are, but I just don't think there's, I think that, you know, the way you live your life is how it's expressed. Um, and I find this, that people that live purity basically are very, very generous in other areas because they're generous in all areas of their life. And then people that are selfish in there are very selfish in other areas of their life, you know, because it, it it's really the whole person. Right. And I think, I think sometimes, you know, there's such an emphasis on social justice today and such a maybe not so much of, uh, of interest, uh, you know, uh, a focus on this. I think if we focus more on this, that we would see a lot of social justice happen. I mean, that's uh, one of the things we have to look at, that it, it's all inclusive. So anyway, it's a powerful virtue not to be dismissed.